Welcome guys to this episode. I'm so happy to be here with you. My name is Ali and I'm a mindfulness facilitator. And as you will see, I don't have a script. I just have some talking points. So I want this space to be the most natural and organic as I can. And in this episode, I want to talk about what is mindfulness from a really practical perspective and from a not so complex uh, point of view, like super monasterical or this kind of um, imagination that sometimes we have that mindfulness is only for persons who can meditate for hours or only for monks. And I would like to start bringing the idea that we can practice mindfulness every day with some minutes a day. So it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be perfect. Actually, one of the attitudes of mindfulness is that it can be really only about the attitude that you have towards life, of compassion, of kindness, and how to focus back on your present moment. So let's go back to the basics, how it started. Mindfulness Mindfulness actually comes from Zen Buddhism. So it has its origins there. And what mindfulness integrates from Zen Buddhism is the meditation practice, but also it integrates some of the attitudes. But the concept of mindfulness itself, as we know it today, and being practiced on a more day-to-day life for a more busy lifestyle, was originated in the States around 70s by John Kabat-Zinn. He's the creator of some programs, uh, mindfulness stress reduction programs, and is when he started actually testing and actually a research about how mindfulness can change your brain and how it can change your life, basically. And he has a lot of research on that and books about it. So all the certification and programs that I've taken, it's based on his studies. And yeah, so... there are two elements that I think it's really important to mention here. One is that mindfulness, as I explain, as I will share here and as I share on my workshops and as John Kabat-Zinn always shares, is a non-religious practice. So it's a secular practice that we can do it on a day-to-day and we can actually integrate it also in our religion if we have one. So in many of my workshops, uh, as you know, or maybe you don't, I'm, I'm an expat. So I am I'm originally from Mexico and I moved to Europe six years ago. And here in Europe, we have a mix of cultures and religious and nations. So sometimes I have people from Middle East, from India, from Latin America in the same meditation. And it's super beautiful to see how we can integrate our cultures and backgrounds into one place from a really open perspective and non-judgmental perspective. And we share ideas and we meditate together and we connect together and we don't necessarily belong to the same religion. And some of us don't have a religion actually. So let's go to the, let's say, boring part of it, but I need to mention the definition of what mindfulness is. And this definition is based on my perception of how I practice it but it's also based on some of the books I've consumed and some of the workshops I've attended and certifications too. So mindfulness is the ability 
to bring the attention to the present moment and being aware of the thoughts, the emotions and the body sensations and perceiving them with an attitude of openness and kindness. That means that we are not judging them. So there are three elements in this definition that are, for me they are the most important. One element is that the attention and the focus are present, right? So we always talk about bringing the attention or the focus to the present moment. And this is like a muscle of attention. Literally, we are just practicing how to bring the attention. And this is like going to the, taking the, the brain to the gym to train our attention. So it, it, it's an ability and we can develop it. The other element is the present moment. So the present moment, it's basically these seconds that we are present in here. So we are not bringing the attention to the focus, to the future, sorry. We are not bringing the attention to the past. We are not feeling regret or guilt. We are not feeling, uh, we are not thinking about what am I going to do tomorrow or worrisome. We are bringing the attention to what is going on right now? What am I feeling right now? What am I thinking right now? And I think this is really, really challenging, but that's why it's a practice and we got to train it. We got to train our focus to know when to bring the, the attention to the present moment. And I personally also struggle with this one because I tend to go to the future. And I think there is nothing wrong to have this balance of going to the future, envisioning, planning, and then coming back to the present to actually take the actions and to start living and envisioning that future, but on your present moment. So everything that you do on your present actually fits a greater purpose on the future. I think there is nothing wrong with that. But the thing is when we are constantly thinking about the future um, with useless thoughts, I like to call them useless because they are only about worrying or only about thinking on the worst case scenarios and that is when we want to train our attention to bring it back to the present and then the third element is the attitude of non-judgment and this is super important because we want to live in allowance to what it is it doesn't matter if what we are experiencing in this moment is not completely pleasant is not completely positive we are open to experience our thoughts and our emotions on our body as it's happening right now. And I think there is this trend of positive thinking and like toxic positivity that we should vibrate high and be happy all the time. And I think that that's only hiding the real problems. So when we expose the problems with mindfulness, And we don't, probably we want to rephrase them, not problems, but we want to call them like projects or we want to call them strong emotions. If we bring back and we expose ourselves to those moments or to those feelings, then paradoxically they will start disappearing. And you will see if you start a a mindfulness practice how it, it happens. It's really interesting, so it's exposure. And in order to have these three elements, so like bringing the attention or being um, more aware of of the the attention and the focus, 
then on the present moment and then the attitude attitude of not judgment we gotta cultivate our on a daily basis our mindfulness practices so we gotta cultivate our attention every every day and for this i have there are so many ways to practice it but there are two main categories in mindfulness one is the formal practice and the formal practice is and has been always and probably it's gonna be always by meditating so there is this um, mindfulness meditation or others call it vipassana others call it call it um, silence meditation this is a typical silent meditation that you sit and then you you choose a place that you want to bring your attention to that it can be this is called an anchor so an anchor is where you bring your attention and this could be breathing breathing in breathing out i personally <laughs> never uh, felt really connected to this anchor but you can try it the second anchor is your body is in your body sensation and for me this is the most useful uh, it can be how your ha- your hands are warm or cold it can be on your legs how they are sitting how you're feeling when you're sitting on a chair or on the on the mat and the third anchor is the noises. For instance, now there is a dog that keeps barking and barking and barking. I hope you don't listen to it. It's testing my my patience and my mindfulness of the day. But actually, the noises can be a good anchor too if you learn to focus on them. They can also, um, for instance, sometimes in some practices that we have, we can focus on how our the person next to us is breathing, right? So like then our neighbor, I call it. So maybe when we focus on the noise or the sound of their breathing in and out, that can be our anchor. So it's about testing and what works the best for you. But I will create another episode about finding your anchors and finding your meditation style. And the second type of mindfulness practice it's called the informal practice. And these are like infinite ways of practicing, but I listed here one of my favorite, or the four of my favorites. And one of them is engaging your senses, practicing to engage your senses almost every day in any of the senses that you prefer. I personally like the taste part. So like when I'm drinking my coffee, I try to savor it and to fully be there present drinking my coffee and doing nothing else so I'm not watching or reading the news I'm not listening to a podcast when I'm drinking coffee so my drinking coffee even if it's two or three minutes it's just for savor it savor it and sometimes I'm also looking at the at the sunrise so that's like together so I'm engaging also with my look and with my taste um, you can do it with whichever drink you have or breakfast or whatever. So it's just savoring it. It can be also um, about listening. So engaging but with your ear, let's say. So listening can be simply paying attention to someone who is telling you something and you are present and you are not, not thinking about, okay, how boring is this? We're not judging. We are not thinking about what are we going to reply? We are not thinking about what am I going to do later so it's just being there present that's also a way to practice and to embody mindfulness and then uh, also essential oils are super good for the smell part and for the touch all these trends of 
grounding and feeling how your feet is touching the grass or any other um, touching practice that you want to to try but it's basically engaging your senses the other is journaling i love journaling um it's we can simply start by asking how am i feeling and then write out write down whatever comes to your mind and it can be one paragraph um because then when we start start judging ourselves like oh my grammar oh i cannot think about writing down a full page then we are not being kind with ourselves and we are not being self-compassive so you can practice twice <laughs> like two times mindfulness one by not judging and the other by journaling so try not to judge yourself by just just write down whatever you're feeling and also another way to practice mindfulness and this is really challenging at least for me is actually when the situations are not really pleasant like you are queuing on a I don't know bank or for paperwork or whatever for me this is really relevant when I'm going to do some paperwork that it's related to my visa because I live in a country that it's not where I was born and for me I used to get super nervous every time and I was always thinking about what's going to happen today you know like are they going to speak in English or not or are they going to treat me nicely or not so I was always like waiting to see what was going to happen and nowadays I'm trying to take it with questions in a more open way and non-judgmental so I'm trying to go there and say like okay how can this get better how can I make this more joyful how can this be easier and by these questions asking questions is also a mindfulness tool because it brings your attention and it also opens possibilities for something greater to happen right so yeah and the fourth way to practice or to cultivate your your mindfulness practice is actually about non-doing and about avoiding situations that could trigger future and apocalyptic thoughts for instance watching news or for instance watching these kind of uh, theories of what's going to happen with the world and stuff like maybe those could trigger you some futuristic thoughts that we don't necessarily want to and unless you are working on a project that is related to that so for instance if you are into sustainability and you are in a project related to sustainability probably you want to watch news or you want to watch or to read about what's the future like how is the pollution going or how how's the waste and stuff like that because you are doing something on the present moment related to that but if you're you're not doing anything on the present moment related to that future then it's useless and it's a waste of your energy and your focus to keep watching those news and and all these uh future yeah like these worst case scenarios and these um theories of how the future i forgot the word what's that but these apocalyptic theories and all this kind of stuff that that's only triggering like future thoughts on you and just to wrap this up i think it's going to become really more un- it's going to become more understandable what mindfulness is if you imagine a person who is like um I'm going to rephrase it. I think it's going to become easier to understand what mindfulness is 
if you think about the other side. So in one side we have a mindful person and the other side or the opposite of a mindful person or a person who embodies mindfulness is a person who is like a zombie, who is like sleepwalking, a person who is like, oh, one more day in this life, oh, who is not amazed by life, who is bored, who is complaining about everything, who is a victim. That is the opposite of what mindful living is, right? So whenever you see this kind of person, then you can you can know what I'm talking about. Probably you already know someone who's always complaining and never amazed by life. So I think that the more aware you are and the more you train your focus into the present moment, you can become more a creator of your own life and co-create with this life. And the more we start savoring life, even with these little moments of the coffee savoring of two minutes in the morning, the more content and calm we'll start to be. So I hope that you like this episode and let me know what you think. Let me know if you started something and how it's going. And thank you so much for listening and for watching and see you next week.